tree falls in the forest, but there's no one to hear it. Some say it makes no sound. But what if that tree falls in the Korean demilitarized zone? I'm James Dykstra, and this is History.ICU. And today, we have the story of the most expensive tree pruning operation in history. When South Korea, backed by the United States, and North Korea, backed by China, ended their war in 1953, peace didn't break out, but there was a very uneasy ceasefire. The war has never officially ended with a peace treaty, and so the two nations technically do remain at war. What has been done to prevent the two sides from actively shooting at each other is the establishment of a demilitarized zone. This no-man's land is intended to keep the belligerents about four kilometers apart from each other, and while it does this imperfectly, it has prevented open war from breaking out between the two Koreas. But there was still one place where the two sides met, and that place is the truce village of Panmunjom, located towards the western edge of the DMZ. The site of the original ceasefire negotiations, the village is also the only place where the South Korean and U.S. militaries routinely meet their North Korean antagonists. For decades, both southern and northern forces were allowed to range over the entire village. Though limited in the weapons they were allowed to bring into the village, there are stories that only the tallest, burliest soldiers were assigned to duty in Panmunjom. Physical intimidation of one side by the other abounded, and in this environment, relations between the two sides were never friendly. It all came to a head on August 18, 1976, when a group of 15 men set out to cut back an 80-foot Normandy poplar that was obscuring South Korean sightlines of a North Korean post. The 10 soldiers and 5 Korean civilians had not been told that 12 days earlier, a group of South Korean soldiers had gone out to trim back the same tree, but had given up when they had been threatened by soldiers from the north. With the trimming operation underway, a contingent of 15 North Korean soldiers drove up and ordered the work to stop. The leader of the North Korean group, a Lieutenant Pak, claimed that Kim Il-sung himself, first leader of North Korea, had planted the tree. It was, therefore, untouchable. Captain Arthur Boniface, familiar with grand boasts, ignored the lieutenant. Unfortunately for Boniface, he had misjudged the situation, and Pack called in reinforcements. Twenty more North Koreans arrived and swarmed the South Korean and U.S. forces, attacking them with crowbars and clubs. The North Koreans seemed to have focused their energies on the officers, namely Captain Boniface and Lieutenant Mark Barrett. Both of them were killed with the weapons that the newly arrived soldiers had brought, as well as axes that were intended to be used on the tree. With the two American officers dead, troops in and around the demilitarized zone were put on high alert. American Secretary of State Henry Kissinger called for an attack by U.S. forces on the North Korean barracks in Panmunjom. He was afraid that if the U.S. did nothing, the North Koreans would be that much more willing to kill again. Possibly afraid of full-out war, President Gerald Ford overruled Kissinger. Yet the problem of the tree that blocked sight lines remained unsolved, and the North Koreans had been a bit too aggressive for comfort. The response authorized by President Ford was dubbed 
Operation Paul Bunyan, named for a legendary giant lumberjack famed in American tall tales. So what was the operation? It involved three B-52 bombers flown in from Guam, American F-4 Phantom and F-111 fighter bombers, South Korean F-5 and F-86 fighters, 26 helicopter gunships, and about 110 ground troops. In the event that it came to hand-to-hand -hand fighting, 64 of the soldiers were said to be South Korean troops proficient in Taekwondo. Additionally, an American aircraft carrier group waited off the Korean coast. It was serious business, and the soldiers knew, having been told, that they might not be coming back from this mission. The North Koreans had set up machine guns in response to the arrival of South Korean and American troops, but backed down in the face of this massive display of force. All of this in order to prune a tree. And the tree was pruned, with a six-foot trunk left standing, possibly as a reminder to the North. No one was hurt, and the whole thing was done in about 45 minutes. The response by North Koreans to the tree pruning was almost apologetic, expressing regret over the clash between the two sides. The United Nations Military Command, which was basically South Korean and American forces, demanded that the borderline be drawn through the village, and each of the two sides was to remain in its own territory. It was an appropriate end to two decades of minor physical intimidation and occasional loss of life. As for the tree, it seems that most of the prune branches were snatched up by the Americans as souvenirs. The whole elaborate, expensive, and deadly tree pruning ended up as a lesson in standing up to a bully and the sound of that tree falling continues to be heard all over Korea.